When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, I'm Alan Davis. You are listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Keith Dover with me this evening. How are you, Keith? I'm fine, Alan. In a good state of mind. Keith has been supporting Arsenal since 1887. Yes, and I, I apologise if I've said this before, but I don't know if you recall the 1930 Cup final against Huddersfield, right? We won 2-0. But it is remembered for those wacky Germans sending their Graf Zeppelin over, hovering over Wembley. It only contained 75,000 cubic metres of hydrogen gas, 30,000 cubic metres of blau gas, which is all highly inflammable, which hovered over 92,000 people who were probably all smoking. A fag. <laughs> what could have possibly gone wrong that day? You've got to admire the Germans for that sense of humour. There you go. Yeah, they wouldn't be allowed to do that now, would they? Oh, well, thank God, no. <laughs> what was going through their mind that day? I mean, when you know, they think, well, you know, we'll just hover. I mean, they really did hover quite low. It wasn't just there about 100, well, 500, 600 feet above the stadium. They really hovered low above it. You know, one of the crew uh, that day was Bert Leno's great-grandfather. Do you know that? I didn't know that. No. Uh, Google it. I will do. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a big bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Ty Papula is here. How are you, T? Hello, mate. Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, I'm just, like, the irony of uh, Keith ending that with, that sounds like a load of old bollocks. (laughs) Oh, hang on, now mine is historically just, true. When he's just is 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 a good as way as any to start this week's uh, podcast because that's about as fun as it gets, right? Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I made it up about Bert Leno's great grandfather. <laughs> I've got no idea what he was doing he in, in 1930. No idea at all. Oh, I should imagine. He Perhaps he was playing in goal for someone. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, do we have to talk about the game? Is that a necessity? Uh, a we're recording this, listener. We're recording this, and uh, uh, quarter to seven it is. We've just uh, lost at home to Manchester City. I don't know if it feels like at home or not at the moment. I yeah. don't know what it feels like. It's it's really getting a bit peculiar, isn't it? This well, actually, on that football, on that one, I was out earlier on, and I bumped into a good friend of ours, uh, Amy Lawrence, and because um, I was just around, I was around. I was around the grounds, around Emirates, on the way, on the way back mm-hmm. to mine, and I was like, "Where are you off to?" She goes, "I'm going to the game." I was like, "Oh, we're at oh. home, oh, yeah." <laughs> and I mean, I felt like that for for ninety minutes. I didn't even realise we were. Does it matter? Yeah, like you said, does it matter if we're home or away? Are we in Greece? Are we in Italy? Why don't we start playing? Why don't we start playing Man City in Doncaster? It makes as much sense as 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 the setup now. It's too. 
It's it's too too much. I'm, I'm interested. So you're outside, was you outside the stadium or just on like Holloway Road or somewhere like that? I was, uh, I was down by the letters. Oh, right. And yeah, was there right any sense that the ground was actually open? Or nothing, a, nothing, nothing at all. There's a lot of a lot of traffic works going on at the moment. So there are a lot of cars there, like there are on match days. But um, mm. for that reason, so yeah, I literally just bumped into Amy, um, who says hello to everyone, and um, didn't realise at all that the that the game was on. But of course it is for, for the small, for the press corps and the lucky few. Yeah, very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's stretching a point. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, uh, good news. 2021 is looking up, which means there should be plenty of new opportunities for you to grow your business, Keith Dover. Whether you're, whether you're shifting business hours or hiring more remote employees, one thing that remains unchanged is the importance of having the right people on your team when you're ready to make that next hire. LinkedIn Jobs can help by matching your role with a qualified candidate so you can find the right person quickly to carry the tools to and from the van. <laughs> LinkedIn. <laughs> is that the bit in bracket? Is that, is that the bit where they say in bracket? Yeah. <laughs> it's important. It's important that the host reading the ad should give it a bit of colour. Uh, in the in the tone of their own, anyway. Uh, LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 30 million members in the UK alone. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Uh, getting, get, <laughs> I'm sorry, I might be spoiling this. Uh, we're delighted to have LinkedIn sponsoring the show. Uh, get, you, getting started is easy. Their new features can help you find qualified candidates quickly. They say they move to recruitment, basically. Post a job with targeted screening questions. They'll get you a role in front of qualified candidates, manage job posts and contact candidates on linkedin.com. Uh, you can do this from your mobile, no matter where the day takes you. Well, I go from the kitchen to the living room, to the <laughs> garden, to clean up some dog mess. When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn jobs and you can post a job for free. Uh, just visit linkedin.com slash Tuesday, linkedin.com slash Tuesday to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. Thank you very much, LinkedIn. Uh, well, the good news is, uh, good news from mind is that my daughter has made a, a tiramisu uh, from scratch. She's 11 on in a massive bowl, it says it's to serve eight. I've barely scratched the surface, and I'm full. So I will be. Uh, I've got a nice dessert lined up for the next forty-eight hours. I thought you were going to say for the next eighteen years. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's more like it. Was this uh, tiramisu made from a, a packet, or was it all the ingredients? No, made no, all the that? ingredients. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing all that. With the cream and all. And, oh, I don't know. Well, I don't know what's in it, but a bottle of non alcoholic amaretto arrived. Keith, when you said that, you were a massive Angel Delight fan, weren't you? I can just no, see that. Actually, I've got you down as a butterscotch Angel Delight man. No, no, you'd be surprised. I don't like anything jelly, wobbly. I never have anything that wobbles in my mouth. And it's been a law <laughs> of mine. It's far, hard and fast rule. So anything gelatine based Hard and anything fast that, what? Hard and fast rule, 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 rule you know, gotcha. as, as in a low. Yeah, but you. so nothing, nothing like that. I don't gel anything jelly, anything that wobbles doesn't go in the mouth. <laughs> it's, okay. got to, it's got to be a <laughs> for me. You know, a okay. bit, of, bit, of, bit of a 
Something, something you get your teeth into. Didn't yes. take, didn't take long. Didn't take long. None of I, us mentioned Armin Tro, uh, um, uh, Tro, not Armin Tro. <laughs> you Adam can't Trory even say either. Uh, Armin yeah. Tro, that is a blast from the past. That is, isn't it? Yeah. He was, and well, speaking of him, because he was playing, <clears throat> I had the same feeling going into the game today as I did um, when Armin Trore uh, started at Old Trafford back in whenever it was, 2011, before the 8-2. The 8-2, eight, eight he played a big part in that. <laughs> <laughs> he also played in the um, League Cup final 2007 and I felt a bit he was quite talented he looked quite good I'm sure he did oh god as soon as you question me I doubt it. I just remember Didier Drogba pulling onto him at the far post and thinking oh shit <laughs> <laughs> and sure and sure enough but that did, but those fears didn't materialise, and um, I don't know. I kind of, I'm not saying I wish they did, but I could have done with a bit more excitement. Do you know what I mean? Football's, um, football's deathly at the moment, isn't it? I don't. It's right? not just Arsenal's games. It, mm. All games are deathly at the moment. Yeah. This, I mean, Gary Neville made the point of the commentary. This podcast used to be about. We used to be about going to games, talking about being in the grounds. Or not all the games were on TV. There was, much, you know, back ten years ago. It was nowhere near as much reporting of every single thing, but everyone's seen every incident from all angles. Um, but there's Gary never made the point that if perhaps if the stadium was full, or perhaps if football was ten years ago, that people would be banging the ball into the box and trying to equalise in the last ten minutes instead of still playing short passes in their own half. It really, I would have loved a shot on goal. I really would have. <laughs> Oh, that's... Oh, honestly, call me old. I mean, that makes me feel old-fashioned. It really, yeah. people say, "Oh, you're moaning all the time." Well, but I mean, do you just people? Do people have any idea how piss poor this is? There really is not a shot on goal. There's not, and it is an odd. Football's odd at the moment. They play two wingers, don't they? They play two wingers on the touchline against your fullbacks, and your fullbacks quite often get pulled behind your centre backs. Your centre backs are trying to push up because they haven't got anyone to mark. So, so your back four's in this kind of reverse George Graham. It's in the arc, but the arc's <laughs> facing the wrong direction. The midfield, their midfielders are all super skillful, quick, and they all know it. You know, they move it quick, and, and there's no striker. And that <clears throat> they got one early. I don't know how. Oh, that was ridiculous! Mate. It was My... so, oh, so soft, wasn't it? Oh, my screen had frozen, right? The screen had frozen, so I grabbed the radio. <laughs> By the time I grabbed the radio, they went, it's a goal down. I went, it just kicked off. It can't be. I think I said just... on the last podcast about we could, like, you know, the artist David Shrigley, we could have, like, the continuing travails of Keith trying to watch a game of <laughs> watch a game of, game of football, shaking his fist at a stream. But yeah, you're right though. Well, you didn't miss much. You didn't miss much. You just missed that that well-known Robin Diggian, um Raheem Sterling leaping like a salmon above uh, our defenders. Oh, they started joke, quicker man. than us. And we had the ball for a minute and then we lost it. And then they got it and everything speeded up. It was like playing <laughs> against the old Man, Man United sides. Everything speeded up when they got it. And you realise that they just played at a faster tempo than everybody else. And you've got to match that or you're in trouble. But... Uh, how many times did Gary Neville say Raheem Sterling got up early? How does he know what time he gets up in the morning? <laughs> what is he talking about? He got up early. I have no, I cannot make, it makes no sense in the English language. He jumped in the air to be the, headed in when the ball came. 
He didn't get up early. He didn't go up a minute and then hang out, hang around up there. That's not <laughs> physically possible. He got up at the precisely the right moment to head in a perfect cross that landed on his head. Mm. Gay said he got up early, and then later on they showed it again, and he got up very early. Oh, he gets up very early, Raheem Sterling. He goes for a run before the sun's up. <laughs> it did remind me, and Keith, Keith, hopefully you'll scurry to YouTube after this. The way that uh, Raheem Sterling got up, there is there's a Dave Chappelle sketch right where he um, it's called Charlie Murphy's Stories right and Charlie and Eddie Murphy's brother Charlie Murphy goes to Prince's house to play basketball. It's a true story, um, but anyway, the way that uh, Dave Chappelle kind of um, retells it, a is very funny and everyone should see it. But there's one point where Prince is uh, slam dunking it, but actually just stays up there waving in the wind. Oh, kind of. yeah. <laughs> I think I've was, seen something like that. Yeah, and that was very much that was very much what Raheem Sterling was like today. And down the bottom was staring open mouth were Rob Holding and uh, Pacho Hernandez. I was very disappointed with old Pablo the way he started the game. He, did, he definitely looked like he hadn't played for a while. Why are we starting so slow in games? What is it that we are asleep? I mean, this is twice Manchester City have scored in the first minute against us. Uh, they Didn't they do it in the League Cup as well? The first yeah. Minute? I mean, you can't blame Arteta. I mean, you, he, must, he had a game plan. And he thought, right, okay, we we'll keep it quiet. Let's just, you know. That and, first ten minutes was hairy, though, wasn't oh, it? Oh, I, I mean, thought it was going to be a horror show. I mean, I just really thought this is going to be a massacre. They kind of went for they went for Tierney, or well, it went down that side anyway. Mares with a few lovely touches, which I always like to see. But you, I wouldn't say they're there for the taking because we can get anywhere near them. But when you see that, you know, De Bruyne was obviously just coming back and kind of off the pace. So there was a, you know, so. It's quite nice when he's not around to hurt you like that. But, you, no, but how are you going to beat the league leaders and on their 16-game or whatever it is run when you give them a goal inside 90 seconds? Well, this is it. If you if we keep it at nil-nil, it goes in the second half. Now, they they would get a bit panicky. Now, I'd have taken a nil-nil at the start. But if you give it to them on a plate, I mean, that's... You've got a chance. Lads, lads, lads. <laughs> yeah, all right. If they hadn't scored that goal... They would have... And it was nil-nil. What do you think they'd have done? <laughs> All right, you don't have to be so brutal. Uh, no, if, if, if Pep Guardiola had said tear them a new one, and they and the instruction was to tear us a new one, a new one. <laughs> that's what they would have done. But they were absolutely had us at arms. That they scored early. They went looking for a second. Mm. It wasn't Realized, there. We yeah. used to be like this. Mm. We used to get one, try and get a second. Or even if it was level, if it wasn't really happening, if you couldn't blow a team away, you know, in the Henri Pires days, if you couldn't blow them away in 20 minutes, you'd have to wait. Mm. Till half-time. We could have gone home at half-time so many times in those days. Yeah, but you you just have to wait and wait it out and, you know, eventually you'll get your goal later on and you'll win one or two nil in the second half. The the game was never, ever in doubt. Never never for a nanosecond was that game in doubt. I, I mean, really... Kieran Tierney, Kieran Tierney hit an absolute thunderbolt of a left foot shot, completely out of the blue. I was expecting him to drive on down to the wing and fire another ball at the box where there'd be absolutely no one taking any interest in heading it in. Have we ever had a midfielder in the last 10 years, apart from Aaron Ramsey, wants to get in the box and score a goal? Well, El Nini... And instead of that, he hit one and Edison saved it. And that was it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, El Nini, he's like the film Speed. Is it like he's got... If he passes the ball forward more than five times, he will physically explode. 
as you watch him, and he just, please, for the love of God, man, just pass him forward. Yeah, just. his boots burst into flame. I mean, I bet he, re- I bet he drives his car home in reverse. I bet he, yeah, bet he, yeah, he does. He's, he he's going up the A406 in reverse. I think I shouted at the TV more in this than I did in the Villa game. Some of the, I, look, I mean, you've got to also mate, got to hand it to him. I fell team. asleep, mate. I actually <laughs> yeah. fell asleep. I set an alarm on my phone. <laughs> so in case I had to wake up. The only thing that kept me awake was I knew that the tiramisu wasn't going to be ready until six o'clock. <laughs> uh, delighted again. Thank you very much to uh, Beer52, who are sponsoring us this week. Uh, they sent a case of uh, eight craft beers to me, and I foolishly sent it to Ian Stone. And uh, the ingratitude was palpable. Um <laughs> But I can assure you that they're marvellous. Uh, go to www.beer52.com forward slash Tuesday. And if you just cover the postage costs of $5.95, they'll send you a free case of uh, eight craft beers from around the world. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club with 175,000 active members. And each month, members are sent a case with a different theme. Uh, gold of straws is a good thing. Um, <laughs> Comes with a magazine and a snack. If you don't like dark beer, choose light beer. That's very good advice, you have to say. Uh, you can pause it. You can pause your membership or you can cancel it at any time. So go to www.beer52.com forward slash Tuesday and pay five ninety five postage to get eight beers. I mean, it is a, it's quite a good, That's a good deal. Yeah. Did we, yeah. did we find out what the snack was that Stoney uh, treated so... Well, the last time they sent so some blasé. beers, I didn't send them on to Stony. I'm doing the dry January that's now extended into February. So the, uh, the craft beers with no interest to me. I'm doing moist March. So if you could just... Oh, wait. Get yourself around in stone residence. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a salty snack. It was a crunchy, yeah. salty snack in, the, in a sealed foil. Package. Salty snack and bitter, with them. we can send them to Tottenham. <laughs> I say that the magazine was very nicely produced. Oh, good read. Yeah. God, it's hard to watch at the moment, isn't it? It really... You want to, did you want the, the best will in the world. Did you want the substitutions well, I was to happen quite, a lot earlier? I was quite pleased, at least, to see that little quartet of Lacazette, Aubameyang, Saka and Smith-Rowe yeah. uh, reconvening, in the, albeit in the 72nd minute, because that, that seemed to be functioning quite well for a couple of games. And then it was disbanded quite early... Um, he doesn't seem to have a lot of faith in anyone. Uh, Willian is now consigned to a watching brief, but Erdegaard's anonymous, Pepe's anonymous. But it's very hard to be hard on the forwards in games against Man City because you're starved of possession. And if you have the temerity to get the ball, they'll just hack you down. It's really hard to play against them. They yeah, are Fernandino's uh, the best destroyer, isn't he? Oh, they are ruthless. <clears throat> they are absolutely ruthless and the, and the big lad they got for 60 million quid Diaz at the Oof. back is a monster he gives Stone so much confidence and they're bearing in mind that they weren't playing about half a dozen players who'd walk into any team in the league you know Foden wasn't there Carl Walker wasn't there Aguero's not there that training the list ground goes thing. on that training ground thing though there was times when Stone's was counting down from 10 Stone's has still got the ball no one's gone near him. And that was obviously the tactic, but in the first half anyway. But he had so much time on the ball. If he'd done a bit more with it, then um, 
well, then then they would have scored if they felt like it. You weren't like Martin Tyler. When the commentator is saying this, he, he basically said, Tyler, it's a pity Arsenal aren't having a bit of a go here, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> yes, yes. the season's pretty much done. They're 10th. <laughs> they're losing. Why, yeah. why don't they just get up there, sling it forward and try and score a goal, maybe? What do you think, Gary? Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think if they launched it now... I mean, well, who, who did City play in the cup? I know they eventually beat them. It was a non-league team, and you know, I think they they went one 0 up. Alfie May scored, but they didn't know how to deal with those uh, long throw-ins. They actually, it's the only time you see. Is that what you're advocating, Keith? Well, you just do something out the unusual. You're taking it down there. Put it in the no, mixer, not, Keith. No, I'm not saying we do that all the time. You've been beaten. You've been beaten down. You've been beaten down, Keith. You've been taken to the lowest point. Just put <laughs> it in the mixer. You haven't said that for 45 years, mate. <laughs> well, it would have. It might have given a spark of hope. I mean, when you see City play it out from the back, it's always going forward. Us, we're that's piss it, bowling around in the six-yard box. El, you know, Leno to holding, holding to Leno, to El Nelly, back to Leno again. Yeah, that oh, was. I, I think I, I know the bit you're thinking. There was one fantastic bit of ooh, possession football. I think we got about seven yards away from our penalty box. El Nelly, t- all the touches that he wanted on the ball, all of them going backwards. All going backwards. And then, uh, and then we gave the ball away. <clears throat> and then we gave the ball away. I mean, so look... Saka was trying to go forward. They, they they did have a little target of him again today, didn't they? Saka's the one who could go in their team. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, I, well, I would, Ben Fika game was interesting. Yeah, yeah, so let's yeah. talk about that. Ben, uh, huh. I, I, when I was watching the Ben Fika game, I was really bored, <laughs> <laughs> and I started to count how many times Granite Jacker gave the ball away. And he, this, I started about twenty minutes into the first half. I started counting, and he gave the ball away five times from halfway through the first half to the end of the first half and conceded three free kicks. So he gave the ball away eight times in that 25-minute period. Then the, then the second half started, he fouled someone and gave it away again. And I stopped counting. And I can't understand how a player like, who does that so much can play. It. I can't understand mm. it. I mean, you can't mm. keep giving the ball away, mate. That really, Benfica are a bit scared of Arsenal. I don't really know why. Perhaps well, they're lacking got, confidence. We've got to be on our toes, and it'll be interesting to see what team he plays. But, mate, what are we going to do? What, what's the football philosophy now? I don't, I don't want to moan about it, because what's the point? But when, when the manager says, we had total control of the game, we were in total control, and we've had two shots on target, Two on target, and that's that's when you're in total control. If you're in total control of the game, you should win four nil. I can't understand why it's a kind of self delusion, or is it trying to delude the fans, or delude himself, or delude the team? What he was saying the week before we beat Leeds, we played well. Bamian got hat trick, we created chances. Leeds were a mess. We had a good win four two. It's going. We had a great win against one of the best teams in the league, mate. They're just promoted. They're eleventh. They've got a fraction of our budget. We are a massive club. We can recruit really excellent players because we can pay big wages. We're still up in the top twenty richest in the world, so we should have good players and a good squad who can play good football. He's going on about I demand. They know what I demand. I demand. I demand, mate. But what's it? What, do you, what are you inventing that you demand that every other manager in the history of football doesn't demand that they? try really really hard that they pass to someone of their own team not in the opposition that when they shoot they put it between the posts and under the bar <laughs> what what do you demand they know what i demand it sounds so arrogant and conceited in the post-match interview what do you demand of them i'll tell you what if i was in the squad he'd get on my tits 
I, it, they are all doing their best, but what at the moment there's a it feels like the same malaise that was there under Emery that everything's a bit don't take a risk, don't take a risk. What's the point? We're tenth. Take a risk. Give us ten games to entertain us. Because I tell you what, it might be another month or so. We might be back in. And, Not and, this season. And, well, we don't know, do we? I mean, talking about a couple of thousand sort of thing like that like we endured when we lost to Burnley in the pissing rain. But the Obama Yang miss, I mean, why? Against Benfica, that was a shocker, wasn't it? it? Yeah, but this is not the first time. He'd done the same thing against Olympiacos. He's done that several times. An open goal, it would have been harder to miss. That was the thing. It was harder to actually miss it, and yet he managed it. And th- when you're in Europe, you cannot miss these opportunities. You can't if- miss chances and you can't give goals away. That's just yeah. absolutely... They're the only two things that you need to know. For teams who are like West Ham fans, hello, if you're in the Champions League next season, and I really <laughs> sincerely hope that you are, oh, if I you are in the Champions League next season and Moyes is in the takes them to the... I would love that for Moyes. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> don't, don't give goals away. Take your chances. Otherwise, you're out. Well, this is the thing. West Ham are closer to getting in the Champions League than we are. And yet, if you look at the teams on paper, it should be us in their position. But we're, we're so terrible all over the shop. You know, you look at Leicester. You look at Arsenal <clears> players on our, who we've got in our squad. Leicester, soon West, soon Ham. West Ham will be giving their uh, ageing players to us. Oh God! Did you watch? Um, did you watch Match of the Day last night? Yes. I did. did see I, it? I watched yeah. it this morning and I weeped I, a little bit. It's not just wet. Our, our games that stink. Mm. All the games stink. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing going on in the matches. The players have had it with this shit now. Mm. There's there's a lot. There's barely any shots on target. There's barely any goal attempts. You know, I was looking at the West Brom game because I wanted to see how Maitland Niles was getting on, and he's playing well, and he's you know he's fast, and he's they actually were unlucky. West Brom they went down to ten men, and they were a bit unlucky not to get a win. They had one off the line, and but, but really the other games. Oh my god! I did enjoy I did enjoy the Everton game mostly because I love. Well, you, you enjoy it because of the result. Right? Like, that's funny. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I do it love was. a little bit of Ricky from Rio over Charleston. I just like I like the way he moves. I like the way he plays. And there was a. Uh, but the highlight of the weekend was it was it not was Ancelot- Duncan Ferguson on the pitch celebrating. That was that, so fantastic. <laughs> that was a good one. But also, Anche- An- I don't know if they showed a little Ancelotti juggle. Uh, of the ball, it came to him, and he just didn't take his hands out of his pockets. Did about six or seven keepy uppies, and then just looked at back, and the eyebrow didn't move. And I love that man, and I love right. that man, and I love that man. <laughs> wow. uh, a good uh, a, a friend of um uh, a friend of the Arsenal community, I say. I think Gunner Blog put up a, a a question earlier on saying that what we know now, Ancelotti or um Ancelotti or. Uh, or Arteta, which I know is a quite basic question, but there's a comment underneath that's quite interesting. It depends on whether you're thinking of whether Arteta is, if you are you if you're after a three year manager or a ten year manager, um, oh, is well, whether... that's bullshit. Why is that that's bullshit? Bullshit. Because why? Why would you? What you have to wait ten years for the manager? Oh right, that side good? of it. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> well, in that case, then uh, then wouldn't you want? Um, if the cycle's a lot shorter, then it was. Mate, of course, like we Ancelotti? should have hired. Of course, we should have hired Ancelotti. It's staring us in the face, but that it's it staring the board in the face. It's staring everyone in the face. It was obviously we should we should have hired him at the time, but the club don't want to spend that money on a manager. 
And the model in the short term, in the short term, they don't want to spend that money on a manager. They don't want to spend the money. The ownership don't want to spend the money to hire someone like that to go and get a hired to headhunt a top person to head up the firm. You know, in the business business terminology, they don't want to headhunt a top CEO from another massive firm. They want to find a young, you know, the American football model. You find a young coach and get and got his own ideas and he's, you you back him to build something and you keep your fingers crossed. But that is that is what we're mm. we're currently doing and we're tenth in the league. We've now lost eleven matches, piss poor in the FA Cup, pretty feeble against Benfica, not getting anything out of senior players, and then shunting the young ones around just when they get a foothold in the team and start looking good, moving them about or dropping them. I really, I fail to see I'm, the uh, the magic of Erdegaard, but I'm prepared to give him time. But I've got a horrible feeling that he'll bugger off in June and then what's the point of that? Well, that, that is the worry and we've got to keep our, we've got to keep Smith-Rowe and Saka. I mean, we've gone from a team that, do you remember we was six all the time and there was no way we was going to get any higher, we weren't going to drop. And now we've narrowed that, we're 10th and it looks like that's where we're going to stay for the rest of the season. And have we become a, a club now that's going to be 10th every year? Also, we don't know, do we? We don't know. Ancelotti probably is aware that the Arsenal job might be available. <laughs> you don't know that they're not saying, would you fancy it, Colin? And he's saying, how, how much are you going to give me to spend? Yeah, yeah. And it goes to Everton and they say... A f- a fortune. We're going to give you. What do you want to spend? We are spending money hand over. F- I'd like to get Hamas Rodriguez. Is that going to be expensive? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's going to really be ex- very, very, very expensive. Much more expensive than getting Martin Erdegaard, right? Who's, yeah, uh, you're right. It's really expensive. All right, but you're going to get him for me, are you? Yes, we are. We're going. To, who else do you want? Ducure from Watford. You're going to get him for me, are you? He's, yes, he's, yes, we are. He's so I, so I, won't have to, I won't have to pick El Nenny then. No, <laughs> you can have Dekuro from Watford. I mean, he pro- you know, we don't know what conversations go on. I, we don't know the half of it. I think we? you're probably right, because as you say, I mean, we were haggling over the fee for Arteta from uh, Manchester City. So to get a top-class manager like, you know, Ancelotti... And as you say, he would have said, well, what's my uh, terms and conditions? And I said, well, you've got to get rid of a load of Deadwood for a start. Then you might be able to get a few people on loan. Don't you like it that his, <laughs> Ancelotti's teams always seem to be balanced? There seem mm. to be square pegs in square holes. Everyone seems, It seems organised. And he'd made the decision to go three centre-halves with two pacey ones either side of Keane instead of playing Jerry Mina. I don't know if Mina was available or not, but that's what he did at Anfield. He's got very, very good wing-backs. Seamus Coleman's fantastic. And he, he knew what he wanted to do and everyone was in the right place. And on top of that, doesn't he get great performances out of people? So people you thought of as talented, mm. like Keane, but particularly Gilfie Sigurdsson, Suddenly, he's up there for player of the season. Well, I was going to say, I mean, something else that you were saying about um, them getting pissed off with Arteta. Everybody, first of all, everybody loves Ancelotti, not only us neutral fans. Everyone loves Ancelotti. All his players seem to love Ancelotti. He does not only... uh, There's something that Suna said last week about having a very big table and something about medals on the table, and I've got a very big table. Ancelotti's table is laden with medals and so he can raise his eyebrow and he can do what he likes on the side and all the yeah. players want to kind of do it for him. There does always seem to be that every club oh, he goes yeah, to. There's no doubt about it. But anyway, yeah, he's, yeah, he's the manager of Everton. And he's really stylish. And that's the main, <laughs> and that's the main thing. 
But, you know, we've got to stay on board with the project and all the rest of it. I'm go- I want to play a little game of, I guess, the lineup with you oh, uh, yes. before we move on. Um, we beat Manchester City at the Emirates. It has happened. Um, it's been a while. Ooh. They kept saying Arsenal lose against them all the time. And you may well remember the match because I think we were all there. Uh, 21st December 2015, Arsenal 2, Manchester City 1. And uh, Arsenal... Man of the match in that guy. Actually, I won't tell you. Was just it? Guess, was it up at? Mate, guess, was, was it up there? No, no. It was at the Emirates. It was just before Christmas in 2015. Do you want? And do you want to guess the lineup? Can't even remember being there. 2015-2016 season. It was a season Leicester won the league. A season oh, Arsenal right, okay. should have won the league. Oh. Uh, after that game, Leicester were top on 38 points. Arsenal was second on 36. And, uh, we, of course, we beat Leicester home and away, but they won the league, so they did it, and good luck to them, well done, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, what was the Arsenal team that day against Manchester City? Do you want to have a stab? Santi Cazorla was in there. No. Chesney in goal? No. Ospina? No. <laughs> we must have had some goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, my friend, yes. Petr Cech? Better checking goal. Better checking goal. I'll give you a clue. It was 4 2 3 1, of course, the classic Wenger formation. Okay, better check. So we'd have had um, Mertesacker. Would he, would he... Mertesacker, centre back, yep. Bellerin. Hector Bellerin, right back. Right. Uh, who's left back in it? Did we say Kashani or not? Kashani's there. Yep, Kashani sure. would have been there. And, uh, oh. I'm going to well, say Mikel Arteta now because <laughs> no, <laughs> unbelievably, <laughs> first time this season Arteta wasn't in the I side. I just wanted to get that was, one. Was, in. was Nacho in there? Nacho, Nacho Monreal. Nacho, Nacho Monreal yeah. left back. Meza Özil. Meza Özil played uh, number ten. Uh, he was man of the match, and he provided two assists. I remember it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, truly, uh, <laughs> one of the greatest footballers. Of all time. Aaron Ramsey? Aaron Ramsey, yeah. Aaron Rambo, yeah. They sent the mid, sent the mid. There's a couple you, I think you might not get. There's a couple of absolute stalwarts of that time um, that you should get. And then there's a couple you probably won't get. Rambo, uh, it was... um... Centre forward. Give give me the centre forward. Giroud, I'm thinking. Giroud, Giroud, yeah. Giroud, who actually got the the winning goal. Trying to think of the curveballs in midfield. God, we must have had a good day that day when we went. Oh, after. we had a good day. Did, did Coquelin, <laughs> did Coquelin really play good. that day? Coquelin didn't play, but there was a French midfielder in there. He was uh, in his second spell at the club. Mathieu Flamini. Uh, Flamini. <laughs> Flamini. <laughs> uh, first goal was scored by... Uh, very, very fast. Sanchez. Was Sanchez there by then? Or was well No, uh, Sanchez wasn't involved in this one. He was at the club, thing. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. I don't think he left by then. No, he, I mean, he scored a thumping goal in the cup final six months before. Uh, no, Theo Walcott. Theo Walcott was one that was uh, one of the goal scorers. Oh. So you're missing now. You're missing now one player, and we could mm. sit here. We'll sit here for the rest of our lives, and you won't get this. <laughs> 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 
wasn't Thomas Rosicki, was it? No, it was Joel Campbell. No! Yes. Oh, Amazing. Amazing. Joel, we beat Manchester City with that side. Is he um, still playing, Joel Campbell? Is God he? knows, mate. He got, he got really. out, Keith. He got God out while he, he got out while he could. He well, may be playing. Who knows what he's up to? But there you are. Joel Campbell, Meza Ozil, Theo Walcott behind Olivier wow. Giroud. Uh, and, Did Joel Campbell uh, start? Joel Campbell started. Off the bench came uh, Kieran Gibbs, the Ox, and right at the end when we were hanging on, Callum Chambers. Blimey, uh, and the, and like our it. other subs, if you and I know our other subs, uh, Gabriel, the centre back, uh, famous for getting in a row with Diego Costa, Costa. Ospina, uh, wearing the number forty-five shirt, a young prospect from the academy. Alex Iwobi. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and wearing the 54 shirt on the bench, Jeff Wren Adelaide. Ah. And uh, City's team is Joe Hart in goal, Bakary Sanya, uh, who provided an assist for Yaya Toure for their goal. Uh, they had Otamendi, Mangala, remember him, and Kolarov. Fabian Delph with Fernandinho, Yaya and De Bruyne. David Silver and Sergio Aguero. Not a bad side. They brought off the bench, they brought Bonnie. Remember him? Alfred Bonnie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was a Wigan, wasn't he? Or Swansea? One Swansea, Winnie, yeah. Swansea, yeah. Uh, Jesus Navas. And on at half time, Raheem Sterling. Andre Mariner, the fourth official, Andre Mariner. And famously, remember, at the cup final. <laughs> and the fourth official, Andre Mariner. When you know they've hired someone to do the announcements, who knows naff all about football. Yeah, but he's very good at announcing boxers. That was the thing. Yeah, and the fourth official. <laughs> No one gives a shit. I still think of the love. I still think of the love boat every time his name gets mentioned. Andre Mariner. Andre Mariner. Did you? Did either of you watch the West Ham Tottenham game? I'm did saving that, that for tonight. I'm going to look at the evening because yeah. nothing cheers me up more. Than I mean, it, it, say, it does say something when it's no surprise that West Ham have beaten Tottenham. Mm. And, um, Jesse Lingard on the score sheet. Adult, was he good for him? Yeah. And uh, David Moyes. It's the first time. He's beaten Jose Mourinho, they were saying in the commentary, so he'll be chuffed. But they're having an absolutely fantastic season. We play them on the 21st of March. Um, we have a game, one more game left, I think. Leicester away, uh, which is at noon on a Sunday after we get back from Benfica, probably Saturday morning or something. I mean, really, it's from Greece. Oh, from God. Greece after the Benfica game. We play Leicester away, and then we have Burnley away. Uh, Tottenham, Tottenham, away. Tottenham, Tottenham, no, Tottenham at home and West Ham away. I just sort of was looking, scanning through the fixtures, thinking, well, if they do start letting people in, when might it be? In, in April, we've got three home games, Liverpool, Fulham and Everton. And then in May, it's, there's uh, five games in May, um, in, including just two at home, West Brom. And Brighton. It'll be lovely game. to go this season. It'll be lovely to go this season in a semi-proper way. But I'm, I, I, I don't know. I don't know who I'd like to. I don't know who I'd like it to be against. A nice dolly, not no, at eight, but, not yeah. at eight o'clock in the evening. Well, I tell you what. If we go any further in the, um, you know, Europa League, you're going to meet to- Tottenham, Leicester, or Man United, aren't you? And possibly even Rangers, because I mean they've they've won their ties quite easily. I mean I think it's only the semis you can get them. 
And it's not the quarterfinals, is it? I don't think he can. You mean teams from your own country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the quarters, actually. I think it might be the quarters as well. Because, I mean, look at this. If there's four of you, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's almost unavoidable, isn't yeah. it? Um, so I'd have thought, yes, it's quite likely. Uh, how do you feel about Athens? Uh, well, <laughs> we got an away goal. I mean, we should, we, we should have won 2 1. And there was a lot of fuss made about, oh, Aubameyang missed three chances. Mm. He missed one, really. Mm. He had another, he had yeah, another shot, two, he had another shot wide. Mm. And then there was one where you think thinking, pull the trigger, and he tried to cut back in. I don't that know was, why, that I was didn't why think it was a penalty. Football. I did, did not think that was a penalty. I really didn't. Uh, what, no. Smith Rowe? Yeah. You get, that's always a penalty, Keith, you especially so? in... Uh, I mean, he's got his arm right up, though, Keith. I mean, why has oh. he done that? You've got to take that in the chops. Mm. It was, the thing was, it was his fault he'd give away the Three, corner. The corner, yeah. And I felt like that's maybe why... He, and then, he, I don't know, he gets yanked again, then he gets dropped. Start to but think, that's, oh. that's the thing about... Um, you, you, you say that, you know, we've got an away goal, but... It's, it's it's the old muscle memory, of course. I mean, we always do it because, look, it's the Arsenal um, and you always think that we're going to pull it out. But the paucity of shots on goal, the attacking the attacking threat or the lack of it, we just... And add to that the, the sterile conditions and add to that the four-hour journey to Greece and so on. I, I'm not full of hope, Al. I mean, it's just they're they're so bang average as well. Yeah, it I'd is, think that's it the is. reason why I think we'll, we'll, we'll squeeze through because they're bang average. Well, it could maybe. very much be a nil-nil. Do you know what I mean? But it's very there's... similar, like Olympiacos. Do you remember we played them away, <laughs> and that was a game we should have buried, but we didn't. And, that's it. And then that's we, it. we got the home tie. We had it in our hands, and then threw it away again. You know, it's a long time since we should have done anything. You know, the should part of it. So. Who knows, Al? Do you know what I mean? Well, we can't go into this game like we've done most of the games in the Premier League, where we start off slow in the first half. We cannot do that. You've yeah. got to, you've got to. Arteta's got to say to him, "Listen, you can't. You've got to start the game off fast. You've got to get right at them. It's, you cannot play the first forty-five minutes like you're asleep." They yeah. should let you in, Keith. They should just let you in. Oh, I like, just love- started on that. Just can you imagine Martin Martin Tyler uh, having to keep saying apologies if you picked up a bit of language there? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've now lo- we've lost three out of our last four in the Premier League. Uh, a feeble one nil at Villa, a daft game at Wolves, um, and now this one. Uh, it, it, form ain't great, is it? It's all very mid-table. It's a bit uh, it's a bit dour. Uh, I've I've got some emails. I'll try and get off the subject of the Arsenal because it's too. It's too depressing. It's too grim. I mean, people say, oh, why can't you be cheery? For Jesus, you've got to have something to work with, haven't you? you know? <laughs> uh, I've got a quiz. I've got a quiz. Let's, do, do, some, a quiz? let's do some quizzes. I want to do a quiz. All right, this one's from John Taylor. Uh, for, if you haven't uh, caught up with this uh, listener, people have been sending us quizzes and we've been, we've been encouraging it. So it's our own fault. Uh, but here we go. John Taylor's made a quiz. Uh, so if you, if you get the answer, jump in. Um, First one is, what year did Arsenal change to their current crest? Well, I don't care about that one. Do you care? I think it was, what, uh, 90... 96, 97? No, 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 it was about 2002 or something like that. 2002, 1-0 Tyo, 1-0 Tyo. Back of the net. Okay, what he's done, he's done a couple of these. Who am I? Who am I? Okay, 
I was born on the 9th of November 1965 in Hammersmith. That's, that's it. That's, that's not it. Really. That's it. Be <laughs> <laughs> anybody, couldn't it? Um, I, fe- I featured, I think he means played, uh, for Crystal Palace, Queen's Park Rangers, Millwall, Liverpool, mm. Arsenal, Oxford United, and Portsmouth. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter, well back of the net. So I was two up. Yep. There were a couple of other clues. I played as a winger. I was the first British Asian to play in the Premier League. And I share the same name as the 39th President of the United States. Jimmy Carter is the correct answer. Number three, who were the opponents at Highbury? This is a bizarre one. When Arsene Wenger first appeared via the Jumbotron screens to wish the team well. Cool. I mean, that is an impossible question. I, 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 oh, no. oh. Leicester City. Yeah, it was just, it's, no. Sheffield, it's Sheffield Wednesday. No one's going to get that. Oh, this is a good one. This is more like it. This is the sort of question we like. Who wore the number 10 shirt at Anfield 1989? Kevin Campbell. No, 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 because he didn't even play. No, I know. I know. Oh, God, oh he, had... he shot his load. He's off his no, skin. He spun no, off at the I first corner. Papuna spun oh, off. God, I He's got into the armpit. Alan Smith, Smith he was number nine his entire career. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it was... Oh, God. Amy, number ten. Amy, Amy's told me this uh, one so many times. Come on. Ian Richardson. No, not Ian Kevin, Richardson. Kevin Richardson. Kevin Richardson. Kevin Richardson. Never wore the number ten. What are you talking about? <laughs> Put yourself together. We've seen this so many times. We went to three at the back. We changed the forward oh, Steve. line. Steve. Steve. Steve Bold. Steve Bold! <laughs> yes, it's Steve of Bold. Of course, it was Steve Bold, you oh. Steve Bold. Oh, God, that's so annoying. That's come up before as well. Oh, Sorry, Bold. Amy. Pula. We don't apologise. You've got it. At least you didn't go for uh, Ian Richardson. Ian Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> good actor, though, wasn't he, Ian Richardson? Very good. <laughs> He started. He started a famous drama. Play your cards Play right. Your car- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Liverpool bringing on Morgan Freeman. This is how he does it. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. This Another liberal performance from Larry Olivier. <laughs> the back. Maxwell Keith. This is a very good question, right? I like this question. Um. Because I don't think you'll get it, but it's not unfair, okay? The question (laughs) is, who scored the first goal in the game that started the 49-match unbeaten run? Yeah. I I think it might be wrong, this. It's not Terry already? Is it Robert Perez? I think it's wrong. No, No, he's got... He's got. It. I mean, hang on a minute. <laughs> we, we might have to do some. We might have to do a bit of googling here, because he said it's David Platt. But I mean, does that is this a trick question? Was David Platt playing against us? I'm going into Google. I'm going yeah. into Google. Right. I'm going. <laughs> uh, my, my old laptop. So we might be here sometime. Here we are. We're going in. Yeah. So that because it was the last two matches. Wasn't it of that season? Were the first two, then we, then the thirty-eight of the invincible season, and then there were a few more until we went to Old Trafford and got robbed. robbed. And uh, and I don't know why I said David Platt because David Platt wasn't 
the, the first one was a six-one win against Southampton, when there, there were two hat tricks by Jermaine Pennant Jermaine. and and. Uh, Pires does, the, Pires. Pires does the one from the halfway line, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he chips one in. So I think the correct answer is Jermaine Pennant. Um, so, oh dear, the quiz has gone and fallen apart. Mm. <laughs> right. Well, then we have to question these other yeah. questions, you know. Well, we're well, not going to hold it against John Taylor. He's <laughs> oh, put a quiz, no. quiz together for us. Put a shift in, yeah. All right, who am I? Round two. I was oh, born. Oh, no, you know what? He ain't got another no. one wrong. This man's going to be mad. No, no, he's got. He's what he's done. He's got the answers in a mess. <laughs> he's got the answers in a mess. Yes, that's what he's done here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. That's what David Platt. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 do, do you know what? I think that is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> he's thrown in the question: Who scored the first goal in the unbeaten run? He hasn't put the answer in for that. And he's put the answer in for the next question, which is, who am I? I was born 10th of June 1966 in Chatterton, Lancashire. I once played in goal against Arsenal at Highbury. I remember that well. Yeah. At one time, I held the world record for transfer fees accumulated, and I've played for in all these clubs. And the answer is David Platt. Okay. Uh, and we're moving on to question six. Uh, Keith, you might, you might remember this. Who were the team and what was the score during, for Arsenal's only defeat in the league? In the 1991 Chelsea. Chelsea. Papu was, was Chelsea. in. Oh, it was Chelsea. Yeah. It was Chelsea 2-1. Oh, he's in. Yeah. We was there, though. Uh, yeah, we, we were went. there. We went yeah, we step. went. But yeah. you know, you know, Tyler's 5-0 up now. Oh, yeah. I just, you know, I don't care. Don't but anyway. I remember listening to that you, on the radio. You don't say you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I remember listening to that on the radio. Then. Yeah. It must, ca- must be Capital Gold days. It was, it was, it was a shock. It was a big old shot. Yeah, we we lost our centre halves. That's what went wrong. And we were kept in that ground for. I think the sun started to set at one point. I mean, we really were kept it was in for a great. It was a lovely place to go, wasn't it? Yeah. The Stamford Bridge. Really, really fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the humour and the banter. Yeah, oh they're, they're a jolly bunch, aren't they? Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, it's a cold, horrible, wet day. It was on that oh, horrible terrace, freezing oh cold. God, all the Nazis here, Nazis there, Nazis here. Anyway, okay. Which team, uh, managed by Michel Platini, did Arsenal beat 2 0 in the mid season friendly in 1989? We had this question last that week. It was France. Actually. It was France, yeah. yeah. Goals. Goal. Do you remember the goal scorers? No, you won't. Martin Hazen, Alan Smith. Now, here's a good question. The five youngest players to have played for Arsenal. The five youngest. youngest. Can you name them? Oh. Sesk. Sesk is one of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Danielson? No. Yeah. Oh, this, yeah, is, he was. this is so annoying. No. No. Um, uh, Saka. Well, Saka. No. No? No. One of, the, one of them has been mentioned earlier. Rene Adelaide? No. Jeff. Mentioned earlier. Oh, no, oh, Traore is one of them, isn't it? No. Scored a hat trick against Southampton. Jermaine Pennant. Yeah. Of course. yeah. He played for Arsenal at the age of 16. Really? From Notts County, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. He gave an interview the other day when he talks about that I game against Southampton. Yeah, he said he, was, he wasn't expecting to play and he was drunk. <laughs> at 16? Oh, wow. No, no, he wasn't 16. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bet you wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> no, he wasn't six. He'd matured. 
This is but, the guy who parked his oh. car up and couldn't find it when he was in Italy, wasn't it? So. Oh, honestly, you think, oh, God, what would you give to do that job? Yeah. And this, oh, anyway. Uh, one of them is very, very famous uh, legend of the club. We all loved him to bits, always injured. Superstar. Jack. In the making, Super Jackie Wilshire. It was 16, and uh, the other one uh, scored a fantastic goal for us. Well, not a fantastic goal, but an important goal in the European semi-final. And uh, 40 years ago... Paul Vasson. Paul Vasson, who first oh. played for us at the age of 16. And the other one is a player that was before our time, Jerry Ward. There we Good go. question. Number nine, what part of the Nike kit in 1994 did George Graham not approve of the socks no there's something on the shirt oh that's interesting i've never heard this one before yeah something on the bottom of the shirt at the back you remember it f off f off <laughs> just something like words well, to that effect we are the arsenal <laughs> no it just said arsenal on yeah. the bottom of the, on the bottom of the shirt and he hated oh, it apparently yeah he hated it, and he said the players would not be wearing the shirt outside the shorts because he didn't want it to say Arsenal on their arse. Ah. Uh, I remember that story. And I think that's fair enough. And finally, um, if you remember, Alan Smith took and scored a penalty at home to Manchester United at the end of the 91 season. I think it was to complete his hat-trick, wasn't it? That's correct, yeah. And uh, what was special about that penalty apart from completing the hat-trick? Special about it. Well, we won the league that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we, I think we already had, hadn't we? I mean, no, it wasn't anything to do with that. It's something to do with Alan Smith. Golden boot? No, it was his first ever penalty. Really? In professional football. How the hell do you go for it? You're a number nine. That says a lot about Alan Smith. <laughs> We've got a pen, lads. It's really important. Who's up for taking it? Oh, I won't bother. Thanks, lads. Oh, not really into penalties. <laughs> He's probably just really nice. And uh, Well, I think for years, he played with Gary Lineker for years, didn't he? And the odds of getting a ball off Lineker for a pen and <laughs> zero. And that's the end of the quiz. Okay. That's, uh, that's excellent. I've had a couple of emails about... Um, we were discussing, Keith, your use of the word Norse. Norse up. As in Norse it up. Yeah, Norse it up. And they're saying uh, that's dubious, are they? Are they no, no. Uh, no, no. It's a, it's an, uh, it's a, you're quite correct. A slang term uh, popular in the southeast of England. Um, <laughs> but it's, where, Ke- where Keith is the mayor. Uh, <laughs> and it's uh, the nor- not Norse as in uh, Scandinavia or Norway. Norse. It's Norse as in. Uh, Nauseous or nauseating. Right, yeah. Nauseated. Oh, nauseated. I've got an apology to make because I said that the commentator last week had said that we tried to buy Tottenham's pitch. It was actually Leeds, wasn't it? So somebody pointed that out on Twitter. But why would Leeds want to buy their pitch off of Tottenham, for Christ's sake? Well, I think Tottenham had a pitch that they were going to use for the. the, (laughs) Well, I think it was spare. I think they were going to. They got some fancy thing at their new ground. Oh yeah, where you can bring a new pitch in for NFL games. Yeah, that's worked well for them. That was money well spent. (laughs) (laughs) And they put it on eBay, and Leeds won won the bidding. (laughs) They paid forty five pounds for it. 
Oh, here's an email um, uh, from Metin Hussain. Uh, sorry, I can't oh, get yeah. you, didn't get your surname right there, Metin, but here we go. Uh, Dear Tuesday Club, long-time freeloading scum, first-time botherer. I'm prompted to write <laughs> in case, just in case Alan kills a Teddy Sheringham thread, I have a minor, but characteristic contribution. Summer 1995, I'm staying in the Glasgow Hilton doing some prep on a film, brackets. Mm. That was doomed, close brackets. Oh. <laughs> uh, he's in the lift. Um, he's just waiting for the doors to close. And he hears some happy male voices coming towards the lift. And he presses the open button. Nice lad, Metin. So the doors stay open. Uh, because I'm a mostly kind and helpful man. I found myself holding the door open for Gary Mabbott. He walked in dressed in a white tracksuit, tanned, hair slicked back. He smiled at me as you would expect Gary Mabbott to do. Next next aboard was Sick Note himself, Darren Anderton, similarly tracksuited, tanned and hair slicked back, a vision of health. He looks just as confused with life close up. <laughs> 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 it really did look like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, didn't it? Uh, now, normally, when in possession of the control panel in a lift, I would uh, ask my fellow traveller which floor they would like to go to, but I was taken aback <laughs> As, uh, <laughs> by the vision of, of the scum, so close and so healthy, so spursy. I was, about to, I was about to open my mouth when I heard very close to me and very tersely, press free, mate. <laughs> I turned to my right and there standing close to me and staring right into my eyes was Mr Edward Sheringham <laughs> <laughs> scary That's dun, dun, dun. similarly track suited tanned and hair slipped back he repeated press free <laughs> I love it I love <laughs> He, he, he even makes us getting in the lift uncomfortable. He does, doesn't he? So I'm, I'm feeling the tension. I hurriedly obeyed. The lift doors closed. I looked at my shoes as the lift began moving. <laughs> Too slowly for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I glanced up. I glanced up and Mabbott was still smiling. Of course, wonderful man. Anderton still looked happily confused. And Edward was still staring at me. <laughs> I smiled, but he narrowed his eyes. I, I looked at my shoes again. <laughs> the lift dinged as we reached the third floor. I kept my eyes down and watched Mabbott's trainers move towards the door. <laughs> I kept my eyes down until I heard the lift door start to close. Relief, they were gone. But as I looked up... My eyes once again met with the eyes of Mr. Oh, Ed, no, Mr. Edward, Edward Sheringham, <laughs> who was standing on the other side of the doors, staring at me as the doors closed between us. Oh, that's the doors crazy. seemed to be closing in slow motion. <laughs> when they finally closed, I heard a mighty laugh come from the other side, from my persecutor. I mean, why? Why be like that? <laughs> we were we were equals. Neither no of us were paying for our hotel rooms. <laughs> did, did he sniff that I was Arsenal? <laughs> or does he just like to dominate his fellow man for fun? <laughs> Judging by all the correspondence you've had, it seems like both. He is some kind of footballing low-key. 
What an absolute <laughs> uh, legend oh, of a letter. Yeah, uh, no, no, wait for this last line. Oh. His team were in Glasgow for a pre-season tournament at Ibrox. I'm pleased to report they lost 2-0 to Sampdoria and 3-2 to Stoy Bucharest. So ha, 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 Teddy and F off Spurs. I will never bother you again. Thank you, Metin. Uh, you want him to bother. Uh, Metin is actually a very old school friend um, of the podcast because of the podcast. Because many years ago, it might have been in the in the early days of when we were up for grabs. Oh, yeah. We put out a shout. I do remember we put out a shout because I... F- to get up to I didn't have a ticket for the Villa game you know how I always go up to I used to go up to Villa Park all the time my one away game a year to go and see uh, my old German teacher Frank oh yeah because um, he's a big Villa fan how do you Metting... say uh, how do you say have you ever won the European Cup in German by the way We've yeah got, right. can you ask Frank <laughs> um, I'll tell you after I've got this Metting one I should work it out but Metting came through with a ticket you oh. put out a clarion call Metting came oh. through with a ticket and he drove me up to Villa Park oh, and so you came to the Barton Arms earlier yeah, lovely fella. Oh, fantastic. Top man. Oh. Top man. Get in touch anytime. Oh, goodness. Many years ago. Yeah. Uh, another little quiz for you from Tim Innocent, um, who's, I think he's emailed us before. It's a short one. Um, it's, in, it's innovative. It's uh, different. Uh, it's, he starts at Dear Sir Alan. I think he's confusing me with Lord Sugar. <laughs> uh, quiz for you and your merry friends. Great podcast. Makes us chuckle every week. That's all we're here for, Tim. It really is all we're here for. I did have someone tweet me the other day complaining that there was no analysis on our podcast. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. First, first, time, first time listener. I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I don't mean you'd be paying attention. Uh, we're, we're not football people. We're, we're fans. Uh, so uh, you, you really need to look elsewhere. Just look on the TV. You've got it's Jamie Redknapp and Alex Scott. They'll tell you what the hell's going wrong. Anyway. This is Tim's um, round one. Juru or Senderos? This is uh, so the answer is always going to be Juru or Senderos. <laughs> uh, who had this said about them when signing? I really think this could be the best centre back Arsenal have signed in years. He's a special talent. Juru or Senderos? <laughs> That's the question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, someone said that. <laughs> I mean, really, you've just got a guess. <laughs> they can't then have made Senderos. Any time. Senderos. Senderos is right. Senderos is right. Okay. Question was a trick question. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, question two. Who is taller by half an inch, Juru or Senderos? <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Okay, I'm well into this. I'll now. go, go Giroud. Giroud is yeah. taller by half an inch. Who had more appearances for Arsenal in the 2008-9 season? Oh, what a season. FA Cup semi-final defeat. Champions League semi-final defeat. Brutal. Brutal. Uh, But who played more times for Arsenal? Juru or Senderos? It's It's got to be... Oh, Senderos. Senderos. Senderos is right. He made 32 appearances to 29. Now... The next round, and this is the sec- uh, second second of two, uh, is entitled Lushni or Squilachi. Oh, <laughs> this is good. <laughs> but I don't, the first question, I simply refuse to believe it's true. <laughs> so, so I don't think it really right. right. uh, uh, Lushni, which one is Rob Holding's uncle? 
Lushni or Squillach? Oh, it's dope. <laughs> I'm going to say Squillach, but it's neither. It's got to be neither. Uh, oh, he says Lushni. So that's one for uh, uh, the listeners to research. Question two. Which one has represented their country in fencing? Lushni or Squillachi? Oh, I'm going to go Lushni. I'm going Lushni. Uh, the answer is Squillachi. But really? again. Again, I don't believe it. I reckon and, uh, him and his mate, him and his mates are laughing right now, going, you know what? Silly and they did, and they did our, and they did our quiz. They did our quiz. They did, but it's still good fun. There's, there's someone that there's an e- there's an email on here with someone who's completely made up a Teddy Sheringham story, which is quite funny as well. But I can't be asked to read it out because it's really long. Uh, and question three: Which one owns a, a pay? A pale blue yacht called the Dolphin <laughs> of the Night. Lucian <laughs> or Squillarchy. I'm going to stay in character and I'm going to say Squillarchy. Oh, it's correct. It's not correct. It's the answer given. It's the answer given, yeah. That's what. And he has provided the tiebreaker. I've lost count. <laughs> the tiebreaker. Uh, tie Does Pepe make forward runs in a similar style to Ed Bouet. Um, uh, gets past two players and then falls into somebody. Uh, is this true or false? <laughs> and it's true. It's, yes. It's true, of course. He does. Haben Sie jemals den Europa-Pokal gewonnen? Whoa. Haben Sie jemals den Europa-Pokal? I didn't know Europa-Pokal actually is a word. Gewonnen, I didn't know. But I didn't know nice. Europa-Cup was that nice. in German. European Cup, sorry. Sorry if you listened, Frank, uh, that my German's that bad, but you did teach me a lot better than that. Oh, I've got to say, I, and this is nothing to do about football, but you know this Mars landing thing? Oh, yeah. It did make me laugh. I said, come on the news. And you know how uh, we always try to say we had something to do with it. You know, like we we made something on the Land Rover. Anyway, apparently we supplied the parachutes and they came from Devon. I'd love to have taken that call. Here, Jeb, we've got NASA on the phone. We want a parachute. <laughs> we interviewed Stefan Schwartz last week. Really? Uh, for, gi- yeah, for, for Giant? For an, uh, it wasn't for Giant. It was for another podcast that oh, okay. I, I produce. But I'm oh, happy to come back. The, to hand, oh. uh, the handbrake off. The handbrake off. How, how, how did the sound go? Did it go all right? Because I heard a rumour. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Oh, you had to go there. Are you digging me out? Oh, he's only gone and dug him out. He's only gone and dug him out. Uh, One of the files got corrupted and we lost a week's work. Oh, a week? Oh, Well, we just lost a week's podcast, yeah. One of the files got corrupted, which is... uh, Anyway, you you got a proper producer. Anyway, Stefan Schwartz, we spoke to Stefan Schwartz and he confirmed that he did have in that space clause... When he went to, um, when he left us, he went to Benfica, didn't he? Yeah. And then he went no, to... No, he was at Sun- Benfica. He was at Benfica. He and left, he left to go to Fiorentina. Yeah. Fiorentina. Then he came back. It was Sunderland's record signing at the time. But he had a clause in his contract that if, um, that, so that he could go to space because he was, he, he was very keen on space travel and he wanted to be a tourist. And he thought that during his time at Sunderland, the opportunity for a commercial flight would happen. So it's true. Really? If Arsenal fans were wondering. Oh, that's but I'm more happy to talk. I'm more happy to talk about. You can see now. though, if you was living in Sunderland, though, that you would yeah. want to go into space at some time, wouldn't you? You know, that would be definite. 
right. It's fair. Right. It's fair, Keith. All right, all right, all right mate. Good, just, all right. We have got we have got northern listeners. The Keith. good people of Sunderland. No, we've got fans in America and Australia. I can, I can tell you exactly where Keith Dover lives. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in the south. Somewhere in the southeast, where they all say Nors Nors it up on the way. Don't to think the... for a minute that it's nicer than Sunderland. <laughs> oh, I think it is. <laughs> yeah, you might have a point. Um, yes, Giant uh, Tyre's uh, very good podcast that he makes for Spotify. This week's episode is uh, Tyre's love letter to Ian Wright. And it's a, a nice listen to you. Well done. Oh, yes. Thank you. Well done. I like the personal touch. I like I, it's something I enjoy very much, and and I do think the personal touch, what it means to you. Well, well, this is what you know. We were joking earlier about people saying, "Oh, you don't have enough analysis, or you didn't talk about the game enough." We don't, that's not what we're. F- football's about the fans, and it's about what football means to fans and what players mean to fans. And when you idolise someone, or you really adore someone, or they mean a lot to you as a, as a you know whatever you talked about, writing meaning a lot to you when you were seventeen, eighteen years old. And for me, it was, as you know, it was Liam Brady when I was 13, 14 years old. Keith, I know you love yeah, Charlie, Charlie George. George yeah. yeah, you just, yeah. you have these spe- they're special things. They mean something in your life. And it's mm. hard to explain to people that football is about some connection. This is why the fans being missing is so sad and why we're so desperate to go back and why it all feels so strange at the moment and why it's so hard to be hard on the team because how can you conjure up the will to go forward just because Arteta demands it when in fact what you need is the crowd verging you on and and so I thought that I thought that you introduced that personal touch very nicely in that in that podcast and it was sad that you ruined it <laughs> I know where you're going with this. <laughs> it's going so well, wasn't it? I know exactly because where you're going Because he said with this. that he, right, so he, broke, he broke Ted Drake's record and, and, and I threw my phone across the room I did. I did. Do you know what? It's an, <laughs> no, it's an know, easy mistake to make. It was no. Do you know what? First of all, well, there's two answers for this. First of all, love is blind. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I read. Uh, uh, obviously, of course, I know it's Cliff Baston. We all know it's Cliff Baston. But yeah, absolute brain freeze at that time. But well, he could um, have beaten Ian Richardson's record, which wasn't for the number of Yeah, while he was wearing the number ten. But as I said, um, it, uh, there's one guy, Clive, was on the podcast. He was great. He said, talking about the perfect imperfection of Ian Wright, for, especially for taking off his shirt a goal early. So I'm putting it down to that. Um, um, yeah. And I did get a lovely message from the man himself, um, which which made it all okay. So brick bats may come and go yeah. and fact check, uh, fact checkers, uh, fact checkers can come and go. But yeah, no, it was a, it was a bit of a mistake, but thank you for being on the podcast. And um, thanks for everyone who said so many nice things about it. It's no, it's well. a very nice listen. And I think, you know, it's easy to take it down and edit and put it back. We don't have to do that. So it's, it's, you know, leave it there for eternity wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Richard Stubbs has emailed, uh, dear choose the club, I'm sure you'll understand me, including my previous recent email. You mentioned Reg Lewis, brackets, my stepfather, again as part of a quiz. And sadly, they didn't have a clue again. And sadly, I'm sure you understand. You didn't even give us a mention. And we haven't missed a podcast for years. <laughs> Tell them all. Once going to the Emirates is possible. Have a look at who Patrick has got his arm around. Although they are on the opposite side to you. Uh, (laughs) he's referring of course to the massive figures on the outside of the stadium Uh, regards Richard Stubbs P.S. I wish I had a Sheringham story Uh, he emailed me um, in January 
And he said, uh, sadly, Damien and Keith didn't know about Reg Lewis. But of course, Reg Lewis uh, scored twice in the 1950 Cup final, a little bit before our, our time. He is thought to have scored more Arsenal goals than any other player, which is why it's relevant here, because uh, a lot of his goals, he was aged um, in the Second World War, the Second World War. Uh, broke out when he was 19 years old and it, it didn't end until he was 25. So uh, he is one of the, he, is, he would be amazed, he says here, that, to find that he is one of the legends outside the Emirates, arm in arm uh, with Patrick Vieira. Incredibly, is above where I go in. Uh, he was Ken Fryer's favourite player as a youngster. I am, oh, his, I am his stepson. I'm now 69 years old. My mum met him when I was five. I was brought up the Arsenal way, codes of behaviour, etc. Creatine on toast for breakfast. No, it isn't. Uh, (laughs) He was totally an Arsenal man. He would never denigrate the club or hear a word against the Arsenal. I've missed more home games during lockdown than I have in the last 55 years. Although my first home game was a bit earlier. Joe Baker was sent off along with Liverpool's uh, Ron Yates. Uh, Joe had responded to a bad foul by knocking Yates out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two proper sendings off um, in the 1964 FA Cup fifth round defeat. Uh, and he also mentions his son, Lewis, who says uh, is a friend of yours, Tayo. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, they, sit just, they sat close to us uh, during and got soaked at the Burnley game. Ah. recently uh his good friend sid sits behind us at the emirates he is the man in the high vis yellow jacket holy oh, shit his name's sid. oh it's that- him. Oh, right. wow. yes wow. we know sid hello yes, hello sid know sid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sid, sta- sid sid stands up to about nine foot tall when the team come out and he's always on telly afterwards isn't he yes he's got you a think lot he of changed accident. color there are other fluorescent materials available you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, you could go to a nice orange. If it, if it works, red. Keith. If it works, Keith. If you'd thought of it first, you're just jealous that you haven't thought of it. Oh, I and think I've not... made enough television appearances to satisfy my needs. <laughs> have you appeared? Have you have, have you ever appeared on Match of the Day? Like, Do you, you know what? Home? No, and not even in photographs. And it's that, I must admit, is frustrating. Because you remember when Terry Henry scored that goal against Tottenham when he ran the full length of the yep, pitch? Yep, and then he yep. ran in front of us. And then the following week in the programme, they had the pictures of him running. And if they'd have just taken that a little bit more, one more frame, oh. I'd have been in it. Oh, what that's about, got, oh, that's got but Keith, what about um, Galatasaray? Oh, yeah. But... The 2000 UEFA oh, Cup yeah, final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you in that, Keith? Me and Keith. Half time. Half time. I think it was actually, oh, it, it was... may have been half time, but it might even have been full time before extra time. I can't remember anyway. On the telly. Uh, on the telly, mm-hmm. it was being televised by the BBC. Keith had promised his uh, his father, Reg, <laughs> Reg, gonna, Reg yeah. Dover, not Reg yeah. Lewis, yeah. Uh, that he would not be going there because it was <laughs> it was dangerous. Galatasaray were dangerous. Their fans were dangerous, and there was trouble, wasn't there? Yeah, well, they um, stabbed Leeds fans. They the stabbed seven, Leeds fans, and they chased Arsenal awesome. fans all around bloody Copenhagen. It was a bit grim. Uh, so Keith said, oh, what do you think? I am mad. I'm not going out there. Don't be, of course I'm not going to watch it on the television. Anyway, they cut, they cut to the picture of us in the stand. Gary Lineker actually name checks me 
<laughs> and we're both there going, oh, Sunil, oh, Sunil. And I was holding up a great big uh, union uh, chest. Yeah, holding up, you know, and, and Lineker didn't know what to say. Just goes, Alan Davis there. Alan, <laughs> standing next to him. And then he goes, of course, Reggie's on the phone leaving messages. For me. <laughs> you told me you weren't going. You all. <laughs> He's like on the bus. He's like, I hate you, man. Outie, outie, Bob and Dad. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Richard, just finally on this uh, email, Richard Stubbs says that uh, his first ever away trip was to the first leg of the uh, Fairs Cup final against oh, uh, Anderlecht. Anderlecht. And, uh, and, you, and he said the home leg, this is the one that we all wish mm. we'd been at, isn't it? Mm. It was the greatest ever night at Highbury. That, uh, I'd love to have that been famous there that famous night. Uh, I remember my dad coming home from that and he was just screaming and he just, he, we hadn't won a trophy in 17 years. We were 3-1 down. We won 3-0. And he actually said there was people going berserk that night. Absolutely. Because all the fans run on the pitch uh, I think Bob Wilson said his shirt was ripped off his back, but he said there was people that had, like nearly in hysterics. It, it meant that much, and and when you hear the commentary, you can feel that vibe coming from the North Bank. Absolutely brilliant, love it. Yeah, amazing, amazing mm-hmm. night. And there is there is footage of that on the oh, interweb. Yes, when Patrick Vieira scored, um. Well, it might have been his first goal for the club. You know that screamer against Newcastle? Oh, wasn't that a goal? Yes. I was, and Barry I Davis was the... lost the plot as well. Mm. <laughs> I was behind, I was just to the left of the goal behind the North Bank. And I mean, I just didn't open my eyes or show my teeth enough because I just never show up. And I had a green cut. I never show up on TV. <laughs> Gutted. <laughs> and I know I was there. If anyone can do a freeze frame, I just. Just to show, just to show my brother that, that was I keep saying that I was appearing on TV, but yeah, that was a lovely goal, wasn't what it? It wasn't his first goal. Was it uh, not his first goal? I'll never, I think I'll never forget. Was against Manchester United when we beat them three-two, oh. and uh, Nicholas and Elka also got his first goal. Actually, there was a ch- another chance in the game today. Is when the City keeper inexplicably kicked it out, and uh, El Nenny. Lashed it, but it wasn't even close. But you just uh, think... yeah, that Cancelo was it. Cancelo yeah. uh, sliced it across his own box. They nearly gifted us one. I would have loved that El Nenny shot to go in. He did catch that. Well, that's why you think. Oh, if Granite had actually picked, got that, that would have may have had a chance of going in, but not with. Yeah, El of Nenny. all the people, of all the people yeah. with the full time. Well, you just think, at least get it reasonably on target, pal. I mean, I do feel I oh, I don't know, but Bukayo is wonderful. But everything else is just coming from Kieran T and he determinedly bombing down the left. Yeah. It's not a lot going was on. One, Without Thomas Carter, there's no midfield, is there, really? Mm. There was one Tierney challenge, and I don't blame him for it. I'm sure he stayed down a little longer than he had to because he was done in. He was like, I think they even said on the commentary about him having to bomb up and then be a left back as well. Because the, the only threat, as you say, was coming Absolutely from him. Right. There was one where a player jumped into him. Mm. And he went down holding his head and the replay clearly showed that he hadn't held it, his head hadn't been touched at all. And uh But I'm happy to skate over we that. won't mention that. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay, gentlemen, we're nearing the end of our time. Uh let's do spot the commentary. Oh okay. come on, Keith. You're, you're you are down on this oh, Keith. Yeah. Mate, you've been uh, whipping my house to speak. I'd like that on a loop, please, Jay. Here's the first one. Here we go. Garcia overran the ball. Ganduzi picked it up. Ganduzi taken down. Free kick. 
with the clock deep into stoppage time. This might be Arsenal's last opportunity. Can they stage a dramatic finish? It is Pepe, and it is in! What about that? What an amazing finish! It's the Nicholas Pepe show in North London. Simply stunning. It's the Europa League, and it's against the Portuguese team, Vitora Guimarães. Guimarães. That, uh, that'll do. That is the, exactly right. <laughs> wow, Keith. Uh, it's the free kick, right? Pepe yeah. scored two. I couldn't go to that. I was working on it. Pepe scored two direct free kicks from almost exactly the same spot and has actually done nothing since. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not strictly fair, but virtually. Uh, um, I in, inexplicably, from that yeah, moment on, yeah, you'd think yeah. that every time he got a dead ball anywhere near the area, they'd just say, have a shot, Pepe. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It doesn't I, apparently, uh, talking to my Portuguese friends, uh, Vitor uh, are like the Millwall of the Portuguese league. They're are they? Yeah. And they used to be. I mean, historically, years ago, that was their main capital, but it all shifted. But uh, yeah, they're not uh, a well-liked fan base, apparently. Oh, oh yeah. that's good local, good local good knowledge. Intel. The, the Vitor is well. He, I tell you, he's got he's good for uh, intel on the you know the Portuguese league. He could give you all the, the stats and stuff, history of the clubs. He's very oh, good. all right. Yeah. Portuguese is he? Uh, fun, naturally enough, yeah, <laughs> very enough, yeah. yeah Portuguese, Portuguese yeah. Okay, ready for this one? Mistake by Coates. Here's Welbeck. Arsenal within touching distance of eleven wins in a row. It's a good finish from Welbeck, but good movement, great pace from him. But a poor error from Quartes just shows a lack of athleticism. The problem he's always had. Obscure goals by Danny Welbeck. So it's a, is it League Cup? No. It's Europa League, I would say. Europa League. Now, where did Danny there's a, there's, a the, there's, oh, a okay, there's a theme emerging. Can you yes, see the yes. theme? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a Portuguese team game. Ah, well, it's got to be Sporting Lisbon. Sporting Lisbon, 2-0 Dover. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Papula thrashed him in the quiz, but that is in the back of the net. <laughs> Welbeck scored the winning goal away to Sporting Lisbon. Yeah, no. I reckon I know number three before you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so quick on this one. If yeah. Hunch, okay. My spidey senses are correct. <laughs> Damien loves the feed. Damien will be listening to this and going, I know the feed. Right, go on, hey, go on, go on, go on. Hey, on. Okay, here's the last one. Testing times for Arsenal now. Low Castle. Kevin Campbell, oh, 1991. Kevin Campbell, 91. Kevin Campbell, 91. Against Benfica. Benfica. Goal has been cancelled out in superb fashion. 1-1. Oh, Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I got it. Good old Kevin Campbell. Yeah. Got it at Rocky. That was, uh, it. That, was, that was in the old stadium. That was... The old Stadium of Light. I remember being yeah. delighted to find out it was called the Stadium of Light. Yeah, the old Stadium of Light. 1-1. One, one. Uh, the Estadio de Luz. Hmm. That's right. Uh, uh, Kevin Campbell, 1-1 one, one draw. It uh, felt good, felt confident Yeah. Um, going into the second leg. Um, do you remember who scored our goal? Colin Pates. Colin Pates. Yeah. Oh, scored. Yeah. Happy days. Well, it oh, and we were so. battering them, weren't we? I think yeah. we, we hit the woodwork, and it was it was all Arsenal. We'd won our home leg in the previous round. We scored six, and uh, and as the game went on, 
we just couldn't get that next goal, could we? We just wouldn't mm. go in. And then they pinched one. And suddenly, this is European football in a nutshell, really. Yeah. Suddenly the away goal's gone, the advantage is gone. Exactly the same thing happened years later against Chelsea uh, when they knocked us out. Suddenly, all the momentum, all the air's gone out your balloon. It's going to extra time. They're technically brilliant. You're spent. You've done. You've shot your bolt, and you get you get knocked out. So let's hope that's that, that doesn't was, happen on Thursday. Well, George, George Graham <laughs> well, said just, he learnt a lot from that game, and that's well. Just know. hearing that, just hearing that commentary, and I, I know we talked about it earlier on with the Ian Wright thing, and I know you guys were going, and it's the same for, you know, it's the same for. Thinking you were talking about um, not having fans in the ground and the football almost not having any meaning. I've got really, really rich memories of that time just being huddled around the radio because obviously I didn't go to that and I wasn't going in. I didn't go in obviously in any of the title-winning seasons to the ground. I only started going to after that. But just, just hearing, I just remember oh. hearing the fans and wanting nothing more than just to leave and wanting to be part of that. Hearing Arsenal fans screaming down the, the house on the radio. Yeah, well, the one it's I remember, it's, it's funnily everything. enough, in that it was that Paul Vasson one, the Paul, where Paul Vasson scored a late winner away to Juventus. And that was on Radio 2 commentary. It would have been Butler and Jones, Pete, wouldn't it? Uh, the, Peter Jones, two, yeah. the two yeah. greatest, greatest commentators, I think. Mm. Uh, um, wonderful commentators on the radio mm. for years. And and again, and it was the dodgy sound quality, and um, it went silent, didn't it? it, it, it I, we, we can't. Have we scored? Is it in? What's happened? That's, you know, that's what I was saying. To, yeah. Totally, totally. And uh, Ricks, I think, crossed it, and Vassen headed it in, and they got a one-one draw to Highbury Uve. Never forget them turning up in their kit. They looked different. They were foreign, really foreign. And uh, <laughs> filthy, absolute filth they were. And uh, they played for a nil-nil at home, basically. Mm. Classic Italian football. Mm. Uh, if, we, if we don't let one in, we're through at the final and they, and, and they lost. What, what year was it? Because I always remember that Isai's hat-trick at Highbury. And, um, do you remember? Isai's, oh, uh, that was, that was uh, Benfica. He didn't get a hat-trick, was... he got two. But yeah, he got, he got one in the first leg and then he got two at, uh, yeah, at Highbury. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Just uh, radio days. Yeah. Radio days. Well, let's hope, let's hope we knock him out Thursday. Yeah, could happen. Could happen. Six o'clock kickoff. Um, but who knows what team you'll play or how they'll get on. But, you know. Being awake for the first 45 minutes would be a start. The six o'clock kickoff is a, is a blessing for that start reason. Start fast, lads. You've got to go on the B of the bang. All right, gents. See you next week. Okay. Cheers. Cheers, mate.